And hello, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Agoda.com. When you are planning your next travel experience or vacation, please come visit us at crossfire.crusade.net for all the tips and tricks. And go ahead and click on the link for Agoda.com to book your stay at one of a million-plus fabulous places around the world for discount prices. And as soon as you sign up with them, you'll be, you will start earning points. And those points can be used for future stays, and it really saves tons of money. As Khalif and I could tell you, we have really enjoyed being customers and clients of Agoda, and we're more than happy to promote Agoda as well. So, yeah, next time you're planning your trip, remember, come see us, click on the link, and go to Agoda.com. What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the award-winning podcast, Friendly Fire. I am your boy, Khalif. And I'm your girl, Jamise, and we are bringing to you finally another new episode. We're going to keep it coming, keep it hot. But don't forget that if you do miss us, we do have our regular show, uh, Flatfoot, which follows the uh, television show, American Crime, that is now showing on ABC's at Sundays, 10 Nine Central, and that's uh, U.S. Times. And you can also see it at abc.go.com. And you can find Flatfoot at crossfire.crusade.net in the podcast. Alrighty. So, <laughs> I think we're a little out of practice with this one. Just a little bit. No, no, no. I was just... You're, you're looking at something. Well, you know, as I said, I'm trying to... As I said before, I'm trying to... God dang, that sounds like deja vu. Um, I'm just trying to find the best, most... The most comfortable position to record in since we're in a new location. And I'm steady trying to fight all that reverb that is in the room. Yes. We do appreciate all of your hard work, Khalif, and getting our um, studio together so we're able to record. And the fact that we're always on the move and always changing things does make things difficult. But, you know, such as life, maybe in the future, 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 <laughs> or nearer, nearer future, who knows, we will have a whole area in a room dedicated, just dedicated to, to just recording. Oh, yes. In, nice. in the future. In the future. When we get our maid's quarters? Yes, that's what, because we're, we're not bougie like that. So a lot of places, um, those of you who have lived in the Middle East, you know about the, the maid's quarters. That is a perfect place for a studio. And no, we're not going to have live in help because we are capable of doing everything on our own. And should we require some assistance in our daily because life we have needs? A little meat sack. We will, of course, uh, hire someone to help us with that assistance, but they will not need to be living. Just maybe a little savvy yeah. helper kind Mrs. of Mrs. Doubtfire it up. You know, a little something, 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 something. But for now, we're perfectly, uh, well, okay, I admit, we do get a lot of help, but you know what? We work, and we kind of 
pay for that help to come and sneak a little Oh, we don't have house. to validate that for anyone. <laughs> like, okay, here's something funny before we get into today's show. Um, for those who don't know, since we now moved to the Middle East and currently we're staying in a apartheid, which is an apartment hotel. We, we, we call it back home a service department. Yeah, at, which in means the state service. services <laughs> Well, we do clean. We make our bed. We wash dishes. We clean the tub when we bathe. But one of my coworkers was like, I said, yeah, I cook. I clean. They're like, oh, clean. You live in a hotel. But in between the maid visits, we do pick up after ourselves. I'm like, no one comes every single day. I know, right? I mean, we had it like that before, but that was a bit necessary because we are really not that messy. Oh, yes. I think we could go. We could, I mean, anyways, we don't need to validate. There are people who this is their job to do things and, and they they do things. So <laughs> That's very vague. People do things that they are paid to do, to do these things. <laughs> like in Korea, you can get coffee delivered to you. I ain't talking about you got the whole espresso machine. It'd be a girl with some packets and making hot water for you. I think they have the, the whole experience, though, too. Like the real thing where there's a coffee person comes to like your office or your school that was just and sets a shout up the out. whole. That was a shout out to my boy Jay back in the ROK. I don't know if he wants a shout out about that. No, he never, we never ordered. We always talked about ordering the coffee girl to see what would happen, but. I bet the, t- the day you guys order it, there'll be some like professional barista coming with the car and like that old school, like <laughs> copper one. And they do this like drip, drip, drip thing and have all these little old school like they cheese cloths to like so seep it through or whatever. And it'll be all just for like a little espresso cup of the best coffee you ever had in your life kind of thing. Oh, yes. That's what I'm talking about. But today uh, we got an interesting show for you guys. Um, well, I found it interesting. And if you don't find it interesting, please email us any show topics that you think we should discuss. Oh, you are always open to suggestions. Please let us know. Um, we use a lot of our creative energy in our regular nine to five job, more like nine to three. But, you know, uh, with teaching, we use a lot of our creative energy. So some days we're just like, oh. I can't think of anything or I get on my whole hippie high horse first thing in the morning and I'm on my soapbox just going at it. And then by the time I get home from work, I'm like, what was that I was talking about this morning? So, I mean, those of you That's who why know, I tell her to write those things down. Hey, writing so old school. <laughs> well, you know, you got an iPhone, an iPhone 7. I, I, I don't want to be those weirdos that walks around with them was like taking memos of myself. But I did do that one day when I was stuck in traffic and listened to it later. And I was like, wonk, wonk. <laughs> so so today the interesting show talks about I mean in the midst of all this political correctness and now we have a POTUS who is far from being politi- politically correct I think the politically correct environment in the United States has gone the way of the dinosaurs it may come back again though it will it's like <laughs> pornography in America like what makes pornography then all of a sudden you get that whole I'm peeing and crapping on you stuff and they're all like oh, yeah oh, and then oh, it swings back to that whole oh, 870s Bush stuff I mean it, it'll, oh, it'll, it'll, it'll no. happen <laughs> I don't. Oh, you see. guys should see her face look like she done sucked on a sour lemon. It's just bad. I don't know why. I don't know why you go from 
zero to 60 like that and just take well it's it like all, the republican like, party uncomfortable and one's like you know it's kind of like you know you know you're at like some kind of rally and they're all like yeah we're and we're gonna go we're gonna beat the terrorists and we're gonna do this you're like yeah 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 and then, and then they're all like and we're going to rape and pillage and star wars or whatever and you're like hey what <laughs> no, no, no. It's like this. We're, we're going to stop the terrorists. We're going to bring, we're going to bring safety back to America. We're going to go over into whatever country the terrorists belong in and we're going to rape their mothers and pillage their village. Like, what? Wait, hey, no, wait, no. Wait, I didn't agree. Nope. <laughs> so. <laughs> or if some of you guys kept up with South Park, I guess like two seasons ago or a season ago, um, when Mr. Mackey was kind of like the Trump-like character and he was like, we're going to, screw them till they're dead or something and they're wow. like what oh i thought you were going to take it back to a few seasons where um cartman was mad at this one kid and killed no. the parents and made chili and fed it to him <laughs> why are you at that because it was funny it was funny it really was because it was like dang cartman done took it like gangster <laughs> he like He's like the mafia. Well, and the um, only reason why I'm saying this is because today's episode we're gonna focus on some things you didn't know that were probably that were racist sayings beforehand. Right, and I think we touched on this a long time ago um, when I didn't know what a uh, what what did you call it a porch a porch monkey. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? And you didn't know what a spook was either. I thought a spook really meant a ghost. <laughs> like them spooks are afraid. Like the I've only never heard someone af- use the word. Okay, in my defense, I thought a spook was a ghost. Like I remember, there's this one scene from this movie where um I think it was Tales from the Crypt, the movie, mm-hmm. and it was the voodoo dolls, like the slaves, um, these slaves that were murdered on this farm. Like this white politician who's racist, and he's with this high yellow bl- brother. Who's kind of like, he doesn't know where he fits in, you know what I mean? And he has a high yellow brother. Well, his, his political campaign manager. Oh, okay. Someone who works for him. He works for him, but they like really is, cool. He's a light skinned black guy. Yes. And he knows. But his that boss is racist. His boss is racist. I'm but confused. he thinks. Is he so light skinned that he looks like a white person? Uh, he's yellow. He's like high. He's like margarine butter yellow. Steph Curry yellow. Oh. Or or what was that dude, Thompson, the other brother? Clay. Clay Thompson. Clay's not really yellow, though. Clay is kind of pale. Yeah, pale, pale yellow. Mm. He ro- he came in but on you, a pale But you horse. know that he's black. So how how is... Well, what ends up happening in this scene was that... Um, how he hires someone who's black if he's racist? They hired this, you know, like they, they have their political campaign at this old plantation uh-huh. mansion uh-huh. where it used to be owned by his family. Oh. The, the racist guy, of course, not the black guy. And there's this, <laughs> and there's this mural on the wall of this uh-huh. woman who they said, oh, people say that she was a witch doctor or some crap like Why that. Why would they paint a mural of a witch doctor on the wall? Well, the whole story. I gotta this, see this now. Now I'm curious. I, I will show you this. This is actually one of you my favorite this? ones. Um, I can acquire it. Okay, well, we're totally off topic. I know, but I'll don't, finish don't it. ruin it for me. No, 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 no. Okay, then never really mind. Oh, well, guys, if you see this, check out Tales from the Crypt, the movie. <laughs> oh, not the movie. Damn it! It's an what? episode. No, it is a. Um, it's like one of the. It's like remember the movie Creep Show? How they had yes, those yes, different yes, stories. Yes, 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 yes. I keep calling it Tales from the Crypt, but it's one of those movies where it had different um, stories in it. Mm. Maybe it's Tales from Dark Side, the movie. Maybe. 
Hmm. I don't remember. But it's okay. But I I love this part. And I thought it was just, it was inventive and creative the way they handled the whole slavery and people being murdered and all this stuff on the plantation. Mm. All right. So, so yeah. speaking of plantations, because you only find those plantations in the Old South. But, uh, yeah, um, let's talk about what it means to be grandfathered in. Well, before that, what are some common, so what are some common, so for you, like growing up, what were some common things that you didn't know? You told a really great story a few, uh, many, many episodes ago about this, or maybe it's a personal conversation huh. about racial slurs, like certain things. Like I remember when I heard the term gook uh, and I remember watching Full Metal Jacket and they were like, them gooks, them comic gooks. And I was like, what are gooks? What is that? That sounds awful. And then when I moved to Korea and then I found out the word, the term gook just meant like people, yeah. like hanguk, weguk, miguk. <laughs> but that is what, you know, the military usually does. Here's a term. And, um, yeah, they, they probably really just meant them damn people. And they're like, and they keep saying those people, them comic those people, those people, them comic gooks, <laughs> <laughs> you know, those people. So, yeah. So what was some common things like Ace Coon Boone? Like my mom says it all the time. And it's supposed to mean like we're really tight. We're really good friends. Uh-huh. And Ace Coon Boon. I was like, what is this? Which you're kind of like. What's an a ace. Coon Boon? Coon? It's like, you know, like raccoon. And what's a boon? I don't hell know what the boon is. <laughs> I think my mom's really saying this phrase wrong, but, um, but it just, it also has racial origins. Number one raccoon. Well, raccoons were referred to, um, brown people. Um, because we steal. Oh, well, no, because, you know, you be out there in the, on the plantation, right? Uh huh. And you're, you have something tied around your face to keep the dust and stuff from flying around or having allergy attacks. And Oops. then you get Are a you tan. Making this no, up? I'm not making, no, I'm not making this up. So you get these dark spots around your eyes. Like that's the part that gets tanned. We just saw this in American crime. If you guys want to follow yes, that, check I don't out think the slaves did it. I think it was after it was post slavery. I don't know. It's something that came from that because it basically comes where you're describing people with dark rings like around like their sure, eyes. Sure, croppers. That's basically what it comes down to. I don't know. Anyways, okay. So they have dark. So you look like ra- raccoon. Got raccoon. What I look like when I wear my sunglasses all the time. So, but it's a lighter it? color, not a darker color. I'm confused. Actually, raccoons have dark circles around their eyes. I know, but if you wear like something that shades, oh, because you're only shading your mouth. I don't understand. You're you're thinking this too. You're taking this. Yeah, I I think I think you may be thinking this. I could be. I could be wrong. I could be. But if anyone else knows the right answer, because why would you get more tan on your eyes than you do? I said if you cover your mouth, you you have. But you wouldn't need to cover your mouth back then. They didn't have all the pesticides and chemicals that they have today. Who cares? Okay. (laughs) You're overthinking this. Um, I don't think so. I just want you to tell the damn story about you and your dad. Uh, (laughs) I've already told this story before. We'll tell it for our new listeners. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't even know, like, the story. Just my dad used to say, Jap slap. And so I said, Jap slap. But I thought all this time, I didn't think, like, Jap slap. But it's like, Jap slap. You know, it was like, I'm going to hit you. And my dad was like, don't say that. That's a racial slur. 
And I was like, why? He's like, because he's talking about that in World War II with the Japanese. We find the Japanese. And they really meant karate chop. And it was, I don't think they meant karate <laughs> chop. <but laughs> anyways, I don't think anyone else uses that, though. I think that was just something. I've never heard anyone else with my dad say it. Oh, my. Like, we used to say it all ago. the time as kids. Like, I'm a uh, chap slap you, but this you know, we're we, playing karate. We, but we did, like, chap slap him. And in, in World War II, we did beat him. So, you know, a chap slap. So, yeah. So, here's some... So, what we're trying to do, and we're talking with these persons... I had this things. great setup for the... And you totally cut me off for some... No, I didn't, because it was supposed to, to... It was a great setup. No, it wasn't. It was. No, you're just skipping stuff, because you're trying to, like, go work out or something. I was not skipping stuff. So, as I said, basically, as we said, since we were bringing, talking about old days, sharecropping, and slavery... Um, we're talking about the term grandfathered in or grandfather clause. It's the same thing. And it says the term grandfather clause originated in the American South way back in the 1890s. At the time, several southern states developed and enforced the clause as a way to defy the 15th Amendment and thus prevent black Americans from utilizing their then newfound right to vote. The grandfather clause stated that black men could only vote if their parents or grandparents were able to vote before the year 1867, which was conveniently for the racist lawmakers many years before black Americans were permitted the access to voting rights. Yes, but I don't really, I kind of said it wasn't really like a common saying in my opinion, well, I like, hear it. like a comment, I mean, as far as racial, because it, it was this clause was, it was this, this is not the first time that this word came to be. They use this word a lot, but way before that to just mean something that the law is changing, but because, but the new law won't, we can't apply the new law to what happened in the past. So you're, you're a part of the grandfather, you know. Well, I heard this term a lot only because it always applied, as Jimmy said, for the fact that if like with school, if you like in high school, if they were changing something with the school, the school board, the school um, district said we want to change this. But because you're already in school and you're following a certain path, they would allow your class. So like if you started school in 1995 and then by 19... 97 they changed some things they will allow you to to continue the path because your grandfather in because what was accepted before although they changed the law they can't make you change but anyone that starts school from this point on will therefore have to follow the new guidelines and the reason why this is not really racial origin but it became more of a racial thing with the voting and Jim Crow laws and stuff like that because it was a way to get around allowing a certain group of people to utilize their new found rights yeah so i mean that that issue mm, it's just something that i think even nowadays um, immigrants, voluntary or involuntary immigrants to the United States, we still struggle with because we don't usually have generations ahead of us who can pave the way or have it already set up that we can benefit from those privileges of having the family name and the family backing kind of thing. Um, and so even though it's not used in the same way to prevent us from voting or whatever, 
um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? And we can see it now in our presidency, the, um, what do you call that where you hire your family? Nepotism. Yeah, nepotism is just rife in like how the, the hell corporate world, and it's Ivana un- Trump is going to get an office in the White House. Well, it's her dad. What the hell is she doing there? She definitely selling no damn purses. I mean, it is what it is. So I'm just, it's just, one, just another example of just separating us even more with the have and the have nots. And that unfortunately, the people who were in the United States the longest have the least amount of rights. And that that's Native why. Americans, of course, of course. So it's, it's something that still affects us to this day, whether or not we're talking specifically about the law or Jim Crow era, but just in general, not having grandparents and great grandparents who have a wealth of tradition and money and, and knowledge behind them to help us get us a leg up in society. Mm. Number two. Mm-hmm. I want to say this one. Go ahead. Because I could say it with gusto or gusto. Sorry. <laughs> hip, hip. I could say it gusto, huh? Hip, hip, hooray. And for example, man, you won the game. Hip, hip, hooray. Or man, you won the game. Let's round up some and let's, let's round up some what? Let's, sorry. Let's round up and <laughs> kill some Jews. Oh, let's round up and kill some Jews. Okay. Typo. Uh-huh. Meaning hip hop hooray developed from the German hip, hip. I think some of you have heard this before. Actually, you watch some like old German movies. And I think they use this with training dogs too, like shepherds. Like, come, 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 you know. come. Hip, hip. Uh huh. And it was used to be used by shepherds. It makes sense that we use that word when training German shepherd dogs. But, anyways. Uh, but of course, during the Holocaust, German citizens started using it as a rallying cry when they would hunt down the Jewish citizens who are living in the ghettos. And the phrase's anti Semitic undertones go back as far as 1819. With the Hep Hep Riots, a time of both Jewish emancipation from the German Confederation and communal violence against German Jews. Wow. Now, the irony of this whole statement, I thought this was a fantastic thing that I found. But I was discussing this with one of my coworkers and he was like, that's ridiculous. Hip Hip, you know, English has more than just Germanic roots. I was like, hey. This is what research has found. I thought it was fascinating. It's kind of funny. Because a lot of things that we say nowadays, we don't know like how some of the negative beginnings or negative parts that it partook in. You know what I mean? Of course. I don't think I don't think many Americans know this. Um, this is the first time I've heard of it. But we've all heard the term hip, hip, hooray. You, of you course. see Looney Tunes, <laughs> any type of cartoon. Yeah. Except for G.I. Joe. It was always, yo, Joe. <laughs> but yeah. So we heard the phrase hip, hip, hooray. And people heard the rallying cry before. My favorite one. Well, one of my favorite ones on this list was long time no see. Mm. Here's the example. <laughs> you've heard this phrase like, hey, man, what you doing? Long time no see. Right. Now, you guys may be wondering, how in the hell is this racist? This is a common phrase. So let's go with the examples. It's been a while. Long time no see. Now, what you're really saying is this. It has been a while, friend, that speaks English funny. <laughs> now, you most don't find that hilarious, but here's why. 
Long Time No See was originally meant as a humorous interpretation of a Native American greeting used after a prolonged separation. The current earliest citation recorded in the Oxford English Dictionary comes from the W.F. Drannan book, 31 Years on, on Plains, 1901. When we rode up to him as an, an American Indian talking, he said, good morning, long time no see you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a lot of times on old American television shows, especially one of my favorites I used to watch on Nick at Night, The, long, the Lone Ranger. There was always his Tonto, his Indian sidekick, who was always talking funny, like, Tonto, we're in trouble. What do you mean, we, white man? <laughs> yeah. I've never even seen it, but I know, like, scenes from it, because a lot of people, it's a really famous show, I guess. And a lot of times you would see, like, Native Americans being portrayed in media. They can't like, speak English. They can't speak English well, properly. So, like, right. how? As a greeting, when you met, Hello. And just certain things like that. So long time no see was kind of like a way that white Americans would make fun of the um, Native Americans who were trying to learn, who were being taken from their homes also and forced to assimilate. And if not, they got sent back to the reservations. Notice how reservation and plantation has the same amount of syllables and rhymes. Um, you're taking it way far. We're not going to get into the Indian experience, but, uh, or the Native American experience. So we're going to leave Hey, that in my family, I got screwed all over the place. I <laughs> hmm. would right, well, you, the, the, the next one holds a special place in our hearts. Yes, especially because I, I a little bit disagree with this uh, partially. So the next one is Gypt or Gypsy. Um, I gave you a 20, you gave me back eight when it cost 10. I got gypped and I gave you 20, you gave me back eight when it cost 10, which really means I got cheated by an Eastern European immigrant. (laughs) (laughs) Jip is thought to be short for gypsy and long before the term meant a group of odd people who roamed the countryside running scams. It was an ethnic slur for the Romani people who immigrated from Eastern Europe. The term gypsy evolved from the habit of calling the people Egyptians because they sort of looked Egyptian and the locals were apparently too shy to ask the people where they were actually from. I wouldn't say, okay, now there I disagree. They may not have been too shy or just didn't care. I like the, I like the, <laughs> I think this was a nice way to say they were too shy to care. Rewriting history, you know? You know, but it's funny because I think the way, you know, because you're, your, our mom started calling us gypsies to just mean not the negative, but just a group of people who, who are roams, nomadic. You know, they're very nomadic. And that's true. They're, the gypsy culture is to be nomadic. Now, to say I got gypped, I definitely believe that is very bad to say that um, because that's implying that gypsies always steal and try to cheat you. And that's not true. And I did enjoy watching my big fat gypsy wedding. If any of you got it was a reality show and it was amazing to see this gypsy culture that is alive and well in the United States. And so we have a different idea in the States about um, gypsies. We don't have such a negative connotation with them, I think, because Mm, they, the America is basically a bunch of immigrants anyways. So to have these other immigrants who came, it's like, whatever, you know, what we don't even know what that's supposed to mean, except that growing up, I always thought Gypsy just met someone who roamed around and could tell your fortune, you know, 
But that could be Disney's fault because I think uh, Esmeralda was a gypsy woman. I think so. And I think she could tell the future with the little what crystal ball kind of thing. Uh-huh. This is Disney, guys. But anyways, I, I don't think if you're using the term, I mean, they call themselves Romani. Then they don't even get offended because gypsy isn't really a word, right? They just thought they were Egyptians, but they weren't. So there's no such thing as a gypsy, really, if you think about it like that. Yeah, there's no such thing. But also, but, you know, a lot of people still may get offended. So why like, we just be called nomads? Yeah, nomad. We're, we're nomadic. I got nomad. <laughs> now it's not like we're speaking English wrong. <laughs> I'm nomad. <laughs> you mean you're not mad? No, I'm nomad. Like, mm. So really you're dumb. not angry at me. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? What a stupid thing. Um, the next one was something I used to say all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, and no. I st- yeah, all the time and to this day. I'm going to keep saying it, too. From when? <laughs> well, because there's a lot of confrontation. From whom? Over this term. <laughs> Indian giver. Uh-huh. Like, for example, you use this in this way. You gave me the watch. Don't be an Indian gift giver. So, in this sentence, it's trying to say that I gave you something, but you... But I'm now I'm going to take it back from you. So you're telling me, don't be an Indian giver. So in this way, it's like you gave me the watch. Don't be someone that makes promises and give things to Native Americans and take them back. Exactly. Now, that's what now. See, this is what I always thought it meant. Like once me I got too. older. But once I learned that, you know, the 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 colonial, the white man came along to the Native American people and was like, hey, we're going to, um, you know what? I'm going to give you these jewels, but now give me, give it back. Like, we always are trying to give them something, but always taking it back. Or always make a treaty and like, okay, let us have this land and we won't come over here. And then all of a sudden, you know what, you know what, Ninja, this is called um, Manifest Destiny. Move, be, get out the way. Yeah, so. So (laughs) when singer Jessica Simpson used the term Indian giver to deny that she planned to take back the boat she'd given her ex-boyfriend, she ignited a firestorm. That's because the term refers to someone who gives gifts only to demand them back later and is largely considered an indictment of the character of Native Americans. This is where I disagreed with that. I thought the term Indian giver, one, either you're giving an Indian <laughs> mm-hmm. or you're someone who's giving the Indian something, the Native American something. And like how we've always seen it in history. Nope, Ninja, I'm taking it back. But it says most people flippantly use the comment Indian giver without realizing the true meaning. Jacqueline L. Pata of the National Congress of American Indians told Us Magazine. She also called the term culturally insensitive to Native people. Some argue, though, that the term doesn't put down Natives, but the Europeans who settled in America and reneged on the promises they made to the indigenous people that they encountered. Mm -hmm. The debate over the words etymology continues. However, since many Native Americans do consider Indian giver a culturally insensitive term, it is best to set the term aside. But I won't because I don't ever say Indian giver. I always say Indian gift giver. I always put that gift part in there. It makes it a little bit different. Maybe that's what it was. You know, (laughs) we say Indian gift giver. Don't be an Indian gift giver. Exactly. So like you're someone. Don't be a person who gives gifts to Indians. 
<laughs> we all see how that always turns out. You know, so. But I learned it from my mother who's from the East Coast. And maybe they have a different way of using it. And that's why they always say Indian gift giver and not just Indian giver like that. <laughs> all right. All right. So the next one is vandal. And everyone's like, how can vandal be a racial term? A vandal is someone who, you know, does bad things, destroys property. So some vandals spray paint the lockers or something like this. What you're really saying is a horde of dirty, godless Germans spray painted the lockers. <laughs> so. Why is that so? <laughs> the Vandals were one of the Germanic tribes that sacked Rome. So they were like robbing Rome. They weren't any more or less destructive than any of the other tribes that got all up in Rome's, you know. But they still have the distinction of lending their name to the toilet paper hurling dipshits from now to eternity. So it's kind of sad. like Because you think of the word vandalism. When you have it's vandalism. Used properly, but, you know. Yeah, vandals are actually <laughs> a group of people yeah. that, you know... And they were not the only people messing up stuff in pillaging. So it's unfortunate that they got blamed. But, you know, it's kind of like when you see the news and when, um, you know, it's black people going and taking stuff or whatever, destroying a neighborhood is like, oh, my gosh, riots. But when uh, white kids do it after winning a baseball game, it's like, wow, they're really celebrating. <laughs> so, you know. The term has been labeled and given to certain groups. It is what it is. And finally, I think the funniest word on here, oh, bugger. I don't think us in America use this one too much, but it's really funny. I love it. I, I use it because I watch Snatched. Mm -hmm. And they're like, bugger, bollocks. Mm. You know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I like hearing slang from other countries. Mm. But, for example, here's how you use it in a sentence. My dog peed the floor. That little bugger. Mm-hmm. But then, what you're really saying, my dog peed the floor. That Bulgarian homosexual. Those darn Bulgarians. <laughs> <laughs> Peeing on our floors. Damn it. <laughs> Happens almost every day. <laughs> they must be pissed off. Mm. But back in the day, the Catholic Church was really intolerant of other religions. Mm -hmm. Big whoop-dee-doo there. Yeah, no surprise. The day, in this case, refers to every day from the founding of the church to, well, yesterday. The word bugger stems from Bulgarian of someone from Bulgaria. But a med but medieval Catholics used it as a catch-all term for all members of the East Orthodox Church. So anyone that was a part of the East Orthodox Church were called a bugger. Because mm. the church was kind of centered in Bulgaria and therefore. So if you weren't a part of the Roman Catholics, you were a bugger. Mm. Sorry, okay. I lost my plot. Uh, mem uh, members of that church were considered heretics. And heresy is, of course, a slippery slope to sodomy. <laughs> yeah, like the, <laughs> like the uh, Republicans, like, oh, my God, we allow gays to get married. Maybe having sex with dogs and animals and horses. Like, what? And, you know, they've been legally allowed to get married all over the nation for a bit over a year now, almost two years, and in most states for quite a few years, and I still haven't seen this rampant animal sex crime, so... This large influctuation of bestiality. Haven't yeah, you seen that yet? I haven't really, so I guess it must be something else that we'll do that'll start that. Maybe the Republicans are sweeping under the rug. 
maybe it's them that's doing it. They're like, well, you know, now we allow gays to get married. Now I can finally go screw maybe. my donkey. No, no, no. It's like this. <laughs> I let them gays get married. Now Mr. Ed and I can finally come out the closet of our relationship. Right? <laughs> Wilbur. <laughs> He was racist. Mr. Ed was racist. If you guys don't know about this, to take out Dave Chappelle. Check out racist the, Mr. Ed. Check out the documentary hosted by Dave Chappelle called Racist Animals in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. But as an awful gross sorry, but an awful gross, terrible, slippery slope, but that was the belief. Catholics at the time honestly thought that if your beliefs deviated even slightly from theirs, it followed that you were engaging in all sorts of perverse sexual acts, such as monogamous sex between two consenting adults who happen to be the same gender. Ew. 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 The irony of this, who does this sound like today? If you disagree with anything I say, you must not be a part of me or part of this country. Uh, I don't think anyone's saying that. Well, you know, I, I kind of messed it up, but. <laughs> no one's calling you un-American, but. Not yet. You know, there are certain groups of people who are unwelcome. Let's just put it that way. And that being said, if you're saying any of these seven sayings, there's probably plenty more out there, but I thought these were more interesting ones. You know, you may want to just kind of like ease it up a bit. I mean, most of these people won't remember, but it is important to understand where things come from and be able to use it correctly. Because, I mean, we could do a whole show on the racist songs that little kids were taught that we still sing today. One little, two little, three, three little, little Indians, Indians, four little, five, five little, six little, little Indians. Indians. Yeah. Or any, many, mighty, mo. Catch, Catch a, a tiger, tiger by his toe. toe. It's not a tiger that you're catching because tiger doesn't have toes. They do have toes. No, they have a paw. Paws have, okay. But yes, that could be something else we'll talk about. That could be another one, actually. We gave ourselves an idea. Aren't we special? But again, please send your ideas, questions, concerns, comments, anything else you want to, to friendlyfire at crusade.net or crossfire at crusade.net. All right. That'll do it for me. And on that that note, (laughs) I am... Your boy, Khalif. I am your girl, Jameez, with the final word. Just kidding. I I was just trying something. She's trying to be. (laughs) My name's Heard, and that's the word. Yeah, nothing wrong with Jameez. All right, guys. Catch you next time.